Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, New Zealand advanced to the final stage of Oceania FIFA World Cup qualifying and Tonga's Taufaiva National Stadium is on course to host international rugby in July. But first, Samoa says it's unfair for transgender weightlifters to compete in women's divisions and plan to take their protest to the International Weightlifting Federation. New Zealand lifter Laurel Hubbard won the over 90 kilogram division at the Australian International event in Melbourne earlier this month. The 39-year-old lifted a combined total of 268 kilograms, 19 kgs better than the silver medalist Uniara Sapaya of Samoa. The president of the Samoa Weightlifting Federation, Jerry Warwick, believes the move will discourage women from participating in the sport. I really don't think it's fair. I've seen it up uh, in front, in person, and uh, you know, I, and I, you know, especially when you've got someone who was a, a champion male lifter and now competing with the women against the women. I, I think it's really an unfair thing. It's, I could probably almost class it as uh, taking drugs. There are a number of sports where this has happened, and there's obviously uh, rules in place, uh, which for the case of weightlifting is. Uh, the level of testosterone uh, had to be below a certain threshold, and, and she has met all of those requirements. So I guess from her point of view, what more can she do? Uh, yeah, well, yes, yeah, you know, um, like I like I said, uh, you know, you meet the testosterone levels and uh, you get it down to a certain level, uh, but you, you still got the muscles and the bones of a man, and of course, you still got the the strength there. It doesn't matter how low you go. So you knew going into the event in Melbourne that Laurel Hubbard would be competing in that. We found out just before we left that uh, well, he or she will be competing. And, uh, you know, I was very upset about it. But we arrived on the day the competition started. We missed the meeting. They had a meeting the night before. I was re- all ready to really put up a, a, a you know, a protest. Uh, you know, I was against it. And I thought it was very unfair. It doesn't matter whether it's our woman or someone else's woman, uh, female. I still think it's unfair to compete against women. I suppose people would say that because she defeated Uniara Sapaya of Samoa, that perhaps that's why you're as upset as you may be. Yeah, well, you know, people can say that, but I'm just saying, it doesn't matter which country. I've seen it, I've been a coach for 25, 30 years, and I've seen it up front, and it does not look fair. There's a big advantage there to that side. And uh, I, I'm prepared to take it all the way up to the International Weightlifting Federation, and I, I will raise it with them and argue with them. That something has maybe set up a new division, you know. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Set up a new division, but to go against women, I still think it's unfair. Have you seen this come up in weightlifting events previously, or is this quite a new development? This will probably be the first case in weightlifting in the many years I've been involved. Uh, so it's the first case, and uh, doesn't matter whether it's an athlete from Samoa. From I, I talked to other female athletes that were there, and you know. They're actually saying to me, what's the point of us uh, training and competing 
we will not be able to beat these lifters, transgenders, uh, because they, they, they're obviously much stronger, much bigger. Laurel Hubbard has been cleared by the IOC. She's been cleared by the International Weightlifting Federation to compete against other female lifters. There's obviously that policy in place. So you say you're going to take this to the IWF Congress, which is next month in Bangkok, and I guess that is the correct place for these sorts of discussions to be had, isn't it, at the top table? Um, they're the decision makers for all weightlifting, so if it's ever going to, a discussion's ever going to be had, that's the place to do it. I'm taking it on behalf of all the female lifters, and I'm going to, to be have a fair playing ground, and I, I'm going to take it. And you know, you're right; it has to be decided from the IWF and the IOC. Whether they change it or they don't change it, I'm, I'm still going to take it. So we have a voice in there. It's been taken, and uh, you know, we've, we've taken our protest right to the top level. And, and uh, once you've presented your case and the decision is made, do you accept that either way? Well, we, we can't help it. If it, if it goes, uh, you know, we, we just can't help it. It has to, whatever decision they make, we still end up following it. That's the president of the Samoa Weightlifting Federation, Jerry Warwick. New Zealand have beaten Fiji 2-0 in Wellington to advance to the final stage of Oceania qualifying for the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Ryan Thomas scored his first goals in an all-whites shirt as the home side proved too strong for a Fijian team that occasionally threatened on the counter-attack but largely kept plenty of bodies behind the ball. Coach Anthony Hudson said they were in control throughout the match. Really, really pleased with the fact that again we started from a clean sheet. I, f- I think for the, for the whole game really we were in control. Um, I thought we played some very, very good football. And again, from start to finish, I thought we dominated the game. I think we limited them really to very few chances. I think when we had to defend, the team defended incredibly well together. Overall, really, really pleasing. It's been a good tour for us, solid tour, and uh, one we can build on. Um, it's a big, big progression from where we were last year when we played, played against the Ireland teams. Definitely think we, we were a lot better with the ball, a lot more dominant in possession. And, uh, and I think just the, the, the mentality of the group and the work ethic of the team has been been very good over both games the opposition plays a big part it was very difficult tonight to, you know when, when we played quickly forward um, they had a lot of bodies behind the ball and I think when we, whenever we put, tried to play through them or put crossing there was a load of bodies in there so I think you know I think when if you play against bigger teams you know they sort of come out a bit more so I think it's been uh, over the two games it's been difficult to to really carve them open but I think uh, <clears throat> I think the key for us was to be patient over both legs and, and, and really the key was to try and control the game in possession but yeah look it's, it's like every tour we go on we, 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 it's not like we, we get on tour and we just look at wow, you know, what we're good at you know, every time we get together we always want to improve what we're doing and definitely in the final third it's an area that we want to keep tweaking and finding solutions for I think, but listen, there were several opportunities tonight where we could have scored some very, very good goals. Um, I thought there were some really good moves, especially in the first half. I think Ryan was involved in one of them. Outstanding move. So um, they're unlucky tonight to not get a few more. Meanwhile, Anthony Hudson's opposite, Christoph Gamble, admits it was a tough assignment for his Fiji team and says they are already looking to the future. To be honest, I am proud of, about the, these boys huh, because I am in Fiji since uh, near two months. I have had the team, a full team, only... Uh, three days before uh, coming. So I think you have seen some ch- uh, improvement and changes. I came here to try this kind of uh, football, mo- modern football, you know, like play. Uh, and I congrats the, the New Zealand. There is nothing to say about these two, two games, go home and away. 
But uh, I think we gave uh, them a tough game uh, because we we can manage the ball. I am I was uh, sure uh, about that. Uh, there is a big gap still. I have to close this gap more and more. But uh, we didn't have uh, had uh, some uh, international friendly game, so uh, it was really. Uh, I have a lot of things to change in the federation uh, regarding the football. Because uh, each time I take the boys, we go in a good way, and after they go back in the district and the championship, and uh, it's, it's not enough. They, they make good things, but it's not enough. So we will together, we will try to improve this uh, level of training because what they have as, like benefits in the club, I will have benefits for the national team. Do you but, feel that uh, you have the players to do what you ask? I, know, I have some players. But I have dropped some players three days before coming here for discipline, for other reasons. I will do with who want really to perform with the national team. If you are not motivated to to come to play for your country, for 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 a French guy, it's incredible to hear that. Huh? To be honest, I I have called some players; they didn't attend the camp, for example. So now that I know that, I have already made rules. If they don't come to play for national team. They will not play in the in the club. Believe me, this is not possible. It's a duty, national duty, is in in the FIFA rules, and uh, it's honor. You have to be proud. I came uh, really uh, for that, and uh, the federation gave me full support. So now I have free hand, and uh, we will see. I hope to uh, now that uh, we are out of uh, 2000 uh, for uh, Russia. I will start uh, to work uh, already with uh, youth. We have to, to change uh, the things and it's better to start with youth. Some good uh, old uh, players, I will uh, take them to to help to grow this uh, youth player. And uh, I hope that uh, next time we come here, um, we'll give uh, tough again uh, against the New Zealand uh, team. But uh, nothing to say. It's my vision. I hope really that uh, you have enjoyed the game because I have enjoyed this game. It was not. Uh, I cancel this principle of uh, physical, uh, you know, going uh, through and the battle. Uh, I don't like the name battle f- when you come uh, on football field. First of all, but um, there is potential. If you see our uh, training, our th- this kind of thing, we train uh, on a terrible field. Uh, we are f- so far from uh, what I have knew n- known in Europe. Huh? And specifically in Paris Saint Germain, so I can tell you uh, there is a. But I like this kind of challenge, and uh, I congrats my boy. To be honest, in, in few few times like that, uh, to reach uh, this possibility to to play after uh, one month, I have had uh, them yes for two weeks, two weeks and a half. Good, bravo, and bravo to New Zealand. That's the Fiji football coach Christoph Gamble. The Tonga Rugby Union expects Taufaiva National Stadium will finally be ready to host international rugby in July. The Ikaletahi have not played on home soil since 2009, and a scheduled home test against Wales in June has been moved to New Zealand because the field was deemed unfit for play. But representatives from World Rugby and turf management experts from New Zealand visited Nuku'alofa last week to assess the playing field. Tonga Rugby's CEO, Fea Vunipula, says they now have the go-ahead to begin preparations for hosting Samoa and Fiji in the Pacific Nations Cup in July. And we all sit down and we talk about it. And I think by now the expert report has been sent to World Rugby to confirm it. But, you know, and all we know now is uh, World Rugby is um, giving us the thumbs up.
be okay to go ahead. So we are in full preparation for the two matches. Samoa and Fiji to be hosted here. Obviously the stand's not in fantastic condition, but that's going to be renovated for the Pacific Games. But the issue from a world rugby point of view has just always been about the pitch and making sure that the actual playing surface, and I think you've said that to me in the past too, isn't it? They just need the pitch to be at a certain standard and then a match can be played. That's correct. Uh, you know, and that's that's what we do now. Uh, you know, that's why the government is spending a lot of money to bring in experts from New Zealand to conduct the work required to uh, bring it up to standard. You know, moment in time, you know, um, like I said, we're giving the thumbs up to proceed. And, you know, with regard to uh, the Queensland upgrading, you know, work will be done according to our deputy prime minister will be completed by the end of April. So, you know, it's... Uh, Priority is the playing area, which is now given the go-ahead. The uh, Queensland work, changing rooms and stuff is, I mean, straightforward, which, you know, it only involves the replacement of damaged plumbing fittings and stuff, and then um, doing some um, decoration work to the whole Queensland. But, you know, overall, I think we are all happy and relieved after seven or eight years for our Ikalidahi playing in exile. They are all looking forward to coming back and, you know, people of Tonga can't wait to welcome them back. If it's all only going to take a few months, why has it taken this long? I realise it's not Tonga Rugby's responsibility, Telfaiva, that's, you know, in the hands of the government and they're obviously now putting some money in and, 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 and getting things underway, but why has it taken this long if it doesn't actually take so much to do? I don't want to uh, point fingers at, at people, but I think it's just a matter of prioritisation where the priority is. And I think for us, you know, our priority was always to bring A game to here and, you know, and to qualify for 2019 World Cup, which, you know, by playing the two important matches here gives us more chance of, of winning it this year. Because that's the only way we can qualify for 2019 is to win the PNC this year. People have priorities. Government have people Tonga as their priority. But now, you know, we are just grateful that they are lending us a, a big hand to help us out, you know, because rugby union, as you know, is the Tongan national game. has so, been and it will always be. The impression I got from Toto Ikefu, the Ikalatahi head coach, was that uh, it possibly needed the grass to be re-turfed and that that could take three to four months. So does the whole field need to be re-turfed and, 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 and what is that time frame? I wasn't aware of Toto Ikefu's uh, comments. And, you know, uh, once I was aware of it, you know, we had a good meeting about it because uh, other people weren't happy about his comment. And Todai said, you know, he had this interview about three or four weeks ago. You know, but, you know, he didn't have a chance to inspect the field. But they were all surprised when we all turned up in Telfaiwa. And, you know, there used to be a poly part of the, the field, particularly the, the infield. But the whole field now is all green. It's all green. The grass is thrown. It's so healthy. Because we had been having rain for the last few weeks. And even the uh, turf uh, management consultant from New Zealand was surprised by how quick the crust had grown. So there, there's no major work to be done. Okay, you know, so, they'll be, so they'll good. They'll be removing a few patches there. They, they've started. You know, they'll be mowing it, fertilizing it, and fixing uh, little patches wherever they, they feel they need to. But overall, there's, there's no need for, uh, for a huge... Uh, improvement to be done like you know they they anticipated before I, I assume there will still need to be a final sign off at some point of course there will be but you know i think for now it's from you know the, the playing area i think it's about 99.9 percent games going ahead the government has funded turf management experts coming to tonga and, and they are the ones paying for this work that will fix the field 
and get it ready? Yeah, the government is paying for you know for the work to be done. They encase a contractor who brings in these uh, tariff management consultants in New Zealand to carry out the work. Okay, and um, so so that's a good sign for July for Fiji and uh, Samoan matches. Um, but but the game against Wales that's definitely going to be in Auckland in June. Yeah, definitely on there. But you know, um, who knows? Things may change. I don't know. But you know, uh, for Fiji and Samoa, you know, the game is, is here. It's on, and we are all looking forward to a very challenging, very nice game. Indeed, and 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 I guess from a Tongan rugby point of view, as we say, it's been you know eight or so years. I mean that must mean so much to to just know that you can play at home and in front of your home supporters, um, you know, after so long. It's an awesome feeling. I can't tell you, mate. That's Tonga Rugby CEO Fia Vunipula. And Fiji's Avakash Lal has finished 118th in the senior men's race at the IAAF World Cross Country Championships in Uganda. Competing in his second World Championships, the 21-year-old completed the course in 35 minutes and 35 seconds. Kenya's Jeffrey Kamwara won the race in 28 minutes and 24 seconds, becoming the first senior man in 11 years to successfully defend his cross-country title. That's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.